0: going on everybody Andy Christopher here aka the dilf with our next rendition of the dilf show and um you know today today's going to be a little bit free form as well um i have an idea of what i want to speak about but mostly just want to you know give you some give you some life updates and shoot from the hip a little bit but um you know what's going on in our life now i'm recording these things more consistently each week um what's going on right now that I might want to remember somewhere down the road. Arlo is in enrolled in soccer and refuses to participate. It's hilarious. He shows up and there is a jungle gym that he just wants to play on. He started holding on to the top bar and started like swinging from things. And it's utterly frightening to trust that your child can do these things. He started doing like standing on his head and doing front flips and i mean i know that there are certain kids out there who are probably um what are they doing i mean it, his friend levi is riding a dirt bike and snowboarding and he's only a few months behind uh, or he's only a few months ahead of arlo so i know that that time is coming i know i did some of the, some of the stupidest shit when i was growing up and i actually remember this one story my mom told me which now resonates so much more i think i was about three years old i obviously have no clue as to the accuracy of this whole thing but we apparently were gonna go on a you know a little sailboat and there was a wooden dock and to get to the boat there was a gap of about you know what was probably about a foot and a half as my guess maybe maybe more maybe less um but it's one it was one of the situations my mom spoke about where you just you don't pay attention for a split second. All of a sudden, the worst could possibly happen. And she told me she was talking to the people whose boat we were going on, and literally looked away from me for a couple seconds, and then looked back. And I was walking towards the boat, towards the entrance, and I took the step that was vacated. You know, it's an adult size step, and she said that like my foot kind of slipped through. And she grabbed me by the back of the shirt and she always came back to that story as just like, you always gotta be on it. You always gotta stay focused. But she said it was one of the scariest things thinking about what could have happened. You know, could I've gotten trapped under the boat? Um, you know, would I have just, you know, fallen forward and fallen into the boat? Something really, really terrible could have happened, but, um, it's, you know, our kids are going to get to these moments where, you know, we we have to trust that they are starting to trust their bodies and they're starting to trust their muscles and their movements and and all that good stuff. And it doesn't take away from the fact that you still have to absolutely be on it. Even this morning, I was talking to one of our um, one of our neighbors at the at the gym set, the playground site and arlo climbed up a couple of um just a couple of bars and there was no front in front of him and then he got to the last bar and then he he uh, like my hand was there but i wasn't looking i just kind of instinctively put it there and then he just like dive bomb forward and i caught him i was like these kids are every they, j- they just they never stop and you know arlo as we've spoken about on previous episodes he's he's not the sit there and chill at a restaurant type of kid he wants to go check out the fountain he wants to go check out out front he wants to say hello to everyone who is sitting there having their dinner and that kind of reflects in every part of his life right now and so he isn't doing the the team sport thing but he's playing with friends on the jungle gym i don't care he's getting out of the house the weather in reno here is actually finally picked up quite a bit um we got a little bit of a warm front so we just want to be outside we're actually having to put sunscreen on after what feels like If I, if I calculate this correctly, yeah, it was 32 years, uh, 32 years of snowing here in Reno. That's how long, uh, the winter lasted (laughs) just this past winter, man. It was so cold up here. People said it was the worst snow slash winter storm conditions since 1946. So real, real pub to come visit Reno, (laughs) but, um, we're excited to get down to Tahoe. We're excited to go do more outdoor things. And, um, you know, we just got all this patio furniture. We're so old now. We're just, Julia has been so great. And we're re- like, we we redid the playroom and we put those little soft foam pieces down. We got some good advice from some friends who've done it previously. And now we've got the patio furniture. We just bought a grill. Just like these are the little things you really start to appreciate as you get older. Like I just think about throwing some chicken and some steaks and some veggies on there, having a beer, having a few friends over that. It, just sounds like the life, doesn't it? So that's kind of the mode we're in right now, preparing for baby girl, uh, coming in, in just, uh, six weeks, maybe less. Julia keeps saying that she feels like it's going to be less and that baby girl's coming early. So we're on high alert here at the Christopher household, but, um, you know, we're really just trying to soak up the last last few days, last few weeks, whatever it might be of, you know, our little three unit before we grow to four, took a trip down to San Diego, had a great time there with some friends, but we're going to be posted up. We're going to have a little baby shower, might be a baby celebration at that point, who knows when, uh, when she's coming, but it's fun talking about baby names and getting prepped and, you know, being more prepared this time. I, I feel like, you know, we always talk about being proactive rather than reactive. And, um, you know, we're, Like Julia, when she has her days off, she's been so wonderful about helping keeping us on plan and, you know, getting things situated proactively rather than just with Arlo. Oh, he got here. Oh, we need this. Oh, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. We were just so ill-equipped and ill-prepared. Not saying that we're any more prepared mentally this time, but at least I know how to change a diaper at this point. So I'm going to call that a win, but ready, supremely excited for that. Julia is completely over and done with being pregnant. So definitely, definitely be our last kiddo. Um, And she is just not the glowing, enjoy your pregnancy, never felt more empowered as a, as a woman than when you're pregnant, she is not that person. And she'd be the first one to tell you, She's like, dang, I just, I just want my $5 Presidente Margaritas from Chili's, my baby's next to me, and to be able to relax. I just want to be through this one. So trying to make sure she's taken care of um, as best as we possibly can. But, um, you know, there are those times when you, you go through your day, you go through your week, you go through your month, you go through six months. And what I wanted to talk about today is just that, you know, the feeling of wanting to be left alone at times and knowing that you can't. Because personally, I dealt with a lot of growing pains when when Arlo was born that I didn't really knew existed until I realized that my free time was no longer my own. And so it's been a humbling learning curve to understand that everyone else's feelings are going to be put in front of your own to a certain extent. And, and, you know, I've already talked about how, you know, I've traditionally been kind of impulsive and I like to do things a certain way. And, you know, I want to um, enjoy and live life and all that good stuff. But I, I feel that one of the biggest areas of growth is just understanding that, you know what? It's okay. If I feel frustrated, I, I still have shit that I got to get done. I still need to, make sure those around me are taken care of. And that was not easy. You know, we spoke about that and and touched upon it on previous episodes where you get to certain checkpoints and you're just like, F, I just need an hour. I just need a day. I just need something where I can be by myself, just kind of relax and and mentally tune out a little bit. You know, you people have that in different ways. I I just recently bought, you know, a set of DJ equipment and I'll throw the headphones on and start mixing. And, you know, that allows me a a good positive outlet or you can go work out, but sometimes you're just tired and you just want to throw on the office or throw on Ted Lasso and just, just be, just kind of be there without thinking or having to take care of anyone. And I think one of the hardest things that it was for me to understand is that your partner feels exactly the same way and in all likelihood you're both looking for that moment or that relief or that respite at a similar time you know I I kind of go back to the the weeks or something that Julia would work many many straight days and then you know she'd come back from work and have a couple of days off and mentally I'm thinking, okay. Now she's going to kind of shoulder more of the 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 load when it comes to just interacting and, and interfacing with little man. And I'm going to get to check out a little bit. Well, she works all those days at the hospital. She comes home. She wants to freaking check out too. Like it's, it's so hard and it's such a, a seesaw balance, uh, a very delicate balance because we always come from a place of Kind of internal selfish thinking when it comes to the work you feel that you've put in and what you've accomplished in within the family to with your relationship to that point, and it's it's difficult to just be go 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 without any you know daylight in terms of when you're going to get a break, so to speak. And I'm a full proponent of you you do need that downtime to reset. You do need you know friend groups, and you do need people outside of just solely your significant other to talk to and shoot the shit with and um, really round you out as, as a person. We just need and crave human interaction at every turn. But I had to learn kind of the hard way that when all of us are tired, we just kind of have to fight through that need and want and desire to just be left alone and by by pushing through it and just by doing little things very very incrementally i found it was easier to think of it that way as opposed to just okay like we, we got to clean the whole house we got to we got to do all like we we got to get dinner ready for tonight we got to make sure that everything is you know clean and tidy and baby's happy and laughing and this and that and if you just look at it one little step at a time and say, okay, what can I control right now? I know that I'm kind of being pushed to my threshold here, but my partner is too. My partner, I can tell tones and voice, I can tell body language. There are certain moments where it's just, okay, I I need to, I need to catch my breath too. I, you know, give me, give me 30 minutes, give me something. And those those moments kind of those unspoken moments kind of forge the you know the basis of your relationship moving forward because then it's just like okay like we get it we we understand that we need to take care of our family it's not me take care of me you take care of you then one of us when we're ready we're going to take care of you know little man and soon to be baby girl right the collaborative effort that goes into having a child is like nothing i've ever experienced in my entire life spoken and unspoken because you're simply just trying to figure things out on a daily weekly basis and you you learn and get into a groove with what's working but then someone gets sick or something derails it, or there's an injury or someone's traveling. Um, And those sacrifices that need to be made in terms of like, for me, not just being able to just piss off and go do whatever I wanted in that moment or go eat whatever I wanted, where I wanted to, I had to figure that out just by, you know, just by coming up short. In the actual moments, I I feel that, you know, early on and kind of in the first twelve to eighteen months, it was kind of a case of like, okay, well, I'm still I'm still gonna have time and I'm gonna go do this or I'm gonna go, you know, try this or whatever. But you find ways to build those in out, build those times in outside of those crucial and necessary moments where you are on call, where you are the line of defense, and I feel you know, women, women are just so much better at, at least the perception of time management, but compartmentalization and organization. And for me, you know, just kind of always being used to instinctual kind of do and do wanting to do this. And then just kind of satiating that need. That was a hard lesson for me to learn. And it's a, it's a daily A a daily practice. You know, I've got, I'm a huge proponent now that chore lists just written out as, you know, 50 chores are useless. But when you break things down between three and seven items and you just knock those three items out first and then you move on to what's next, you get way more done, way more effectively without feeling the overwhelm. Then if you just list out a bunch of crap and then never get them done, but feel better that you just put it down on a list, something wonderful that Julia has, has put into place is just meal planning on, on Sundays, you know, just getting on paper and on a whiteboard. Here's what our meals are going to be at night. You know, we, we build in, let's cook these two nights. Let's do leftovers. Then let's order in one night, then let's cook this one night and then have leftovers and the amount of stress that that has alleviated from both of our lives when you can just look at the board and say instead of looking at each other confused and frustrated and angry about like what to make that night oh we're doing um you know we're doing pasta and um, you know pesto sauce great let's do it just know remove as many extraneous decision making things as possible in one chunk as as you can go about it in like one set time frame and you'll alleviate so much chaos from your life um it's it's pretty it's pretty wonderful when you start figuring out those little um those little cruxes and those those little um what would you call them not hacks necessarily but the the routines that work for your family And they're going to be different for everyone because some people have stay-at-home parents or some families have stay-at-home parents. Some people have, uh, or some families have parents that are in high demand at odd times of the day. And it's not this cookie cutter box that's going to work for everyone, but you need to be willing to sit down and say, Hey, here's, what's going to work for our family so that we can operate and function at a high level, have those conversations so that. You're not just constantly spinning your wheels and you're going to alleviate so much stress. But kind of coming back to that main point is, you know, it's okay to cherish and want to have free time, but you have to realize that you're you're always on call to a degree. You're even if you've blocked aside two hours where you get to you know whatever go to the gym or whatever it might be that can all change at the drop of a hat but when you when you're open about exactly what you want then it makes it easier to address the needs first and then build towards that want i guess is what i was trying to get out there but um i know that parents, moms, dads, everyone out there, they, they, they will want their free time, especially when you're just inundated with your child for days, weeks, months on end, whatever it might be. And, um, based off of your situation, don't ignore, you know, don't ignore those feelings and don't be afraid to not just ask your partner, but ask other people for help, you know, and find a way to, holistically take care of yourself in that moment because if you feel like you want to just hey just just leave me alone for now and if if that becomes kind of your operating baseline and you never get that time it's going to manifest in different ways it's going to be stupid arguments it's going to be taking it out on potentially the kiddo who's just trying to play or is bugging you I mean I can tell you like Arlo still has this biting thing where he wants to like bite our shoulders and his teeth teeth and his jaws are like they're strong as hell right now and he doesn't realize that he's not a baby anymore and he chomps down and oh man like you can't do that like that that hurts that hurts mom that hurts dad so much but you know that can be better handled if you've already had your time to to reset yourself and you've already or you've already done the little things where you don't feel overwhelmed and you're, you've kind of at least hit an equilibrium for the day where you're just like, Hey, you know what I've done? I've done a lot of positives here. Didn't quite get to this stuff, but we're, we're, we're still, we're still above water at this point. We're still doing what we have to do to um, you know, to kind of get to the next day. And, you know, I, I can't really particularly think, I, I mean, at this point, you know, it's a, so it's a Saturday that I'm recording this and, um, Arlo and I, like I said, we went to the park and we got to hang out and I can't wait till he wakes up from his nap. But, um, you know, I could think of a couple of times just, you know, a month and a half, two months ago where kind of the the days were grinding on and, um, there was no, there was nothing kind of on the horizon in terms of, well, when, when can I get away? When I, when can I get some time? And I just jotted down this little topic that, you know, we all, We all want to be just be at certain points and you're not always going to get it. But if you can just get your little checklist down to three things, knock those things out, three most important things, move on to the next kind of grubby things or whatever you're trying to get done and just do a little bit every time, you're going to find that you'll be able to open up for the opportunity to be able to have time for yourself more frequently than, than you might have had you just kind of been running around all over the place. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't feel very, I don't feel very eloquent today. Um, Maybe I just need a break or something like that, but um, why don't we leave it here before, before I, you know, trip up over my words too much more. So let me know your thoughts. Are you, you know, are you struggling to find time for yourself? Have you found a good balance? And do you have any kind of success tips that you'd want to share with other parents is there anything that we're missing in terms of, you know, how to communicate with your partner or how to understand from your partner's perspective that even though you're both feeling it, you just kind of got to soldier through at times? Let me know. Thedof show at gmail.com at the Dove Show on all our socials. Obviously, we have the website as well. Please don't be afraid to interact, share your stories. If you didn't catch the snack episode, I sang a wonderful little ditty. It was um The song is called Wipe the Butt, and it is to the melody of Michael Jackson's Heal the World, and it's a game changer. If you need a laugh today and you want to hear a really shitty singing voice, I recommend you go listen to episode, I think it was 16B, just a little snack episode. So that's it. I got That's all I got for you today. This is the DILF, Andy Christopher, signing off. I love you, and there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. Go have a great one.